The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. And look, there they are. Here they come. Look at these kings. Look at their heavy gold crowns encrusted with jewels. And you can imagine how heavy those gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh must be. Everybody else can sit down. Guys, turn around. So here they are. They're kings covered with gold. Nothing like us. Super special. But actually in Matthew's gospel, he doesn't talk about them as kings, does he? He talks about them as wise men or wise people. So what happens if they take off all that gold? Now they are wise people who look a lot like us, who are us, right? Thank you. So come back and join your community and where you normally would sit. Thank you. So when we do these pageant things and we dress up as the kings, I was saying to Becky, I think there's a way that it's it's fun and it's beautiful, but there's a way that it does separate us from the story. Because in the story, they're not kings. They're curious people. They're people who saw a star. They knew something about stars. They knew something about astrology and history. And they were curious and they wanted to find out. So they set out on a journey to find out about it. 
It's a lot like the people who are exploring ultimate Thule these last couple of weeks, right? The farthest known point in our solar system that our human technology has approached. They were like that. So once we remove all of the trappings of the royalty and the gold and the kingship, and we realize these were just people like us, there's very good news in the story for us, if we can make that separation. Because not only are they just wise people like us, they were also Gentiles. So this revelation of the baby Jesus as being the new king, he wasn't just king of the Jews as they refer to him in the, in the scripture. He's their king too. He's our king too. That's what St. Paul is talking about in his letter to the Ephesians. He says, in former generations, this mystery, this revelation of Christ, was not made known to humankind. That the Gentiles... That's us. Have become fellow heirs and members of the same body and sharers in the promise of Christ Jesus through the gospel. So the story that we act out with all of the costumes is actually a story about us. So they come. And they see the baby with his mother Mary, and they open up their heavy treasure chests, and they give him gold and frankincense and myrrh. We don't know what they get. Maybe he smiled. Maybe he cried. Maybe he was terrified and grabbed hold of his mother and hid his face, as babies are wont to do around strangers. I imagine they saw something, though. They saw something that they didn't expect. And the reason we know that is what it tells us at the end. They go home by a different way. They go home by a different way. They saw something that made them decide not to capitulate to the worldly powers. Not to play along anymore with whatever Herod was up to. They decide to go home a different way. And I like to imagine that once they've laid down that heavy gold and heavy frankincense and heavy myrrh and maybe taken those crowns off, and handed them to the guy who's driving the camels, that they're lighter. Somehow they're lighter. The journey that they've been on, they found what they, they found the baby, and they found way more than they could have imagined. And so they go home a literal other way on a different road, but they go home metaphorically a different way as well in their hearts. I picture them kind of dancing down the road without all that heavy stuff encumbering them. So what about us? What about us? As I was thinking about this story, I thought, here we are. Betsy Souter asked me, is this, is this the last Sunday for the display? It is the last Sunday 
for this particular display. But every Sunday, we come here. We come here to the table. We make the journey. We kneel down. And we present ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a living and holy sacrifice to God. So do we leave by a different way? So when you come, you come, you kneel down, you offer what you have, which is your very self, your heart. And he responds. He feeds us every week with his very self, the bread and the wine, his body and his blood. So we present ourselves and all that we are and all that we have, and he gives back. He gives himself to us. So our epiphany question is, what difference does that make? Do I go home by a different way when I walk away from here? That's our question. Amen.